Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I am your host, Jake. And I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. I almost didn't make it, but I'm here. That's I'm why the name of this episode is It's Kyle's Fault. Because it's, it's always Kyle's fault. fault. That's <laughs> that not true. We Sometimes it's are true. later than usual. But That's true. here we are. Do you want me to introduce my beer first? Or you want me to go with the fun fact? First? I was just like, for some reason, expecting the fun fact to come out right away. But no, go ahead, introduce your beer. What are you drinking this week? I'll say my normal line. I am going to go ahead and drink another beer sent to me, given to me by Uncle Kyle. Um, it is Confluence Brewing Company's Birthday Bash, which is a sa- uh, se- Session Hazy IPA. And I'm drinking it to get it out of my fridge because I'm not the I don't mind IPAs, but they're not my favorite. Nope. I think everybody. Well, a lot of people that are beer drinkers go through an IPA phase. And then as soon as you are done with it, you're out. I'm out of the game. I don't ever want to drink another IPA in my life. I I really I don't I don't mind them. There are days like there are days where I'll drink them again, like certain breweries I know that make IPAs that I like. I'll drink them. Um, and I'll like, if I get a beer flight and they have mostly IPAs, I'll probably try one, but it's not my go-to, but it's free beer. get a beer flight if they had mostly IPAs. I'd be like, no, let me try whatever you have that's not an IPA. Yeah, well. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't need that shit in my life anymore. I don't need the hops, you know? Yeah, I feel you. All right, what are you let's drinking, start Kyle? off with uh, a category of beer that I keep dabbling into. Uh, if you watch this, that is correct. I am having, let me find the brewery name, uh, Prairie Artisan Ales Neapolitan Squeeze, which is a sour ale with strawberry, cacao, nibs, vanilla, and lactose. And it's got like a hand. That sounds good. Look at that. It's got the watch with the hairy wrist. I, I like that can. Yeah, it's a cool can. That's a nice can. That's a nice can. Uncle Kyle says the can looked cool on that one, which is why I got it. Which is, yeah, I, I don't know. Is KXNO, is that like a radio station out there? Out in like the Des Moines area? Because that's what it looks, it says like birthday bash. It's got the, what looks to be the radio. I feel like I can get it. Confluence out here. But that's yeah, an Des Moines, Des Moines Sports Station, oh God, 106.3. What? I don't know. The way that you say that just sounds weird. It Des sounds Moines? like you're saying Des Moines. But I know that you're saying it just because it's apostrophe S, but it still just sounds weird. S apostrophe, actually. S uppercase comma. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. KXNO has partnered with them for their 21st birthday. It's the 21st year of that radio station, which is why they made this beer. I would guess that this brewery does distribute nationally. I th- like I'm that- almost positive I've had Confluence in my area. I'm pretty sure you have. But Bro, I ain't going to lie to you. This is making me a little nervous. Yeah, that's a that's a thick sour there for you. It's thick and chunky, and it kind of looks like something that I would throw up after a weekend of drinking. So, it doesn't smell like my vomit though. So there's that. That's positive. Good. We're we're on a, a better start than we were 36 seconds ago. But Kyle, I told you before the episode that this fun fact is about cats because anybody who has ears can probably hear. Lewis just purring into the mic. He's making biscuits right now, which is just fantastic. So I won't bother him, but I was going to show him to the, to the camera. He's a good boy. But He's a good boy. did you know that cats cannot taste sweet flavors? I didn't. Didn't know that. They do not possess the pair, the base pair of genes that detect sweet flavors. And as a result, sugar does not code on their tongues as a flavor that they can essentially taste. So sugar, anything sweet, 
they are whatever they like about it if you know like your cat likes something sweet it's not the sweetness in them because they can't taste that part i don't know how i feel about this we'll, we'll see um yeah that's interesting and it's probably a really good thing for like um cat food manufacturers because they can advertise something as sweet and it's not like you're going to put it in your own freaking mouth speak of yeah. the devil there's a video that carly showed me i believe it was on the tink tonks of a guy who taste tests some cat food and Why? i don't know i can't remember like what the reason was but i think he was basically like hey we get our cat this high quality food we want to see like compared to other things if it's actually like good right so he eats it well you know like if you're gonna do a taste test on cat food you probably would like the tiniest little speck of like yeah. whatever on your t- this dude takes spoonfuls like that is fucking scoops this shit into his mouth ghosting and the very first one he's like okay this is like fine would i ever eat this no but like it seems like it's a tolerable food right and then it got downhill from there and he gets to the end and he's just like oh this tastes i can't remember there was probably a pretty good quote in there carly can throw it in the chat but oh, it was pretty man. fucking funny that's rough that is that is just rough but anyways kyle my first topic of the week we're yeah, gonna go ahead it. and just jump right into it here do it i've been watching a lot of this youtube channel and this youtube channel basically he's an epidemiologist but what he does is he breaks down the viruses that like cause extinction of the human race in movies and video games and okay. it's really got me thinking what type of what like if you think of movies where the human race just no longer is like get or is like getting eliminated by a virus whatever it is what kind of virus do you think is would be the scariest and what type of virus do you think would be the hardest for you to survive do they do this because of like the last of us popularity right now because that might be why he got suggested to me because i was what i was listening to like po- uh podcasts that cover like the last of us and like just yeah. ca- talk about like the easter eggs and stuff and then he started got like <laughs> he started <laughs> he started getting recommended to me um just on youtube but he's been doing this for like three or four years <gasps> Oh god, that, that's a good quote. Yeah, he like like, like just disgusting dead fish, you know, like tastes oh, like low tide. That's pretty good. Okay, anyway, um, I think that might be one of the scariest, perhaps because of like how violent it is, yeah. and like the the crazy thing is that it doesn't take much imagination to like think of a world in which that could occur, right? Like the the biggest thing when it comes to like fungi, right, which is like the factor in The Last of Us is that they can't survive at high temperatures. They have to have like a cool, moist, yep. whatever environment. Like it has to be cool. I don't, I'm not a fucking mushroomologist or whatever. So don't quote me on this, but like they have to be in cool temperatures, right? So like uh, basically they can't survive inside the human body and infect the human body because they would they get killed off by your your body temperature, right? Like they can't survive in that environment. Right. Um. So the fact of like glo- global warming leading to a more temperature resistant fungi doesn't seem like that far of a stretch to me in the imagination yeah and like it would have to get you know i I don't know what the baseline is if it's like 80 degrees 90 degrees is like the top tolerance for like a a mushroom or a fungi or whatever but like i can't imagine that it would take too much for them to become you know 10 degrees more tolerant well he's got an episode on it so i'll listen to that and then i'll report back to you but so you you think think something like that is scarier to you like something that's just like a fungus mutating is scarier than like 
like a zombie movie where just like an, a normal illness mutates and causes. Well, that's like, the thing, right, about outbreak. The Last of Us is it's not that it's uh, it's not the the fact that it's a fungus. It's the fact that it creates these fucking violent and interconnected, like interweaved, like yeah, n- it's like a neurological network of this fucking crazy violent. Like I don't know, dude. Like it is almost it's like terrifying, right? And like yeah. I'm way too far, so I won't spoil episodes, and I also won't don't want you, anybody you to spoil kind for of, me. You kind of already spoiled something because that the, the way that they're like they like talk about them being connected in the show isn't a thing in the games. Okay, but like, sorry. Anyway, it's fine. We, if, the, it's the point is, is like you haven't not seen or 2023. You haven't not seen spoilers on the internet at this point. If you're <laughs> so, I mean, like I don't care about spoiling stuff for people anymore. There's yeah. some truly terrifying things about the way that this virus causes people to react, right? And so, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that to me. It's just like that type of something that would cause, like, it takes over your brain and puts this just absolutely aggressive mentality into you to like essentially feast on life right yeah. and so it's that to me is just horrifying and i probably so, couldn't survive it so to me like i think the last of us or a situation like that would be easier to survive than a situation where it's like so like uh the one that i just watched for example it's about a movie called the cargo um and well, again won't spoil the movie but he basically deduces that it's a, like the virus that's causing the issue in the movie is a evolved form of um ebola so it's just like and it's spread through bites it's spread through you know somebody could sneeze and you could uh, essentially get infected by it and so like that for me is way scarier than like the fungus thing because like if it was in the food supply like they talk about in the movie or in the show you know i could if i knew that you know well enough in advance i could avoid a lot of those foods wouldn't really be an issue for me but like and then i just have to like fight the the that's the problem if i ever see them which is like i could do that but like if it's if it's something like that where like if i can't like if i fight them i have to be worried about their blood getting on me or in my mouth or in my eyes or anything like that like it just makes the act of even trying to survive that much harder yeah so for me that's infinitely more scary because like if i kill an infected in the last of us they're just dead. Like I, they can't in the moot in the show. They're just dead. They can't infect me. There's spores in the game, but that's a different story. But like, I would just be way more scared of an illness evolving. Which to spores be would be super realistic, probably. Yeah, it'd probably be like, more inhale realistic. spores, and it could be just just as airborne. Yeah, as much of an airborne problem. But not not only that, but like the scary thing about the fungi type thing, right? Is like there are antifungal drugs, but not because of like something that's infected your body it's because of like some sort of like a you know like uh athlete's foot is a fungus or whatever so like like the topical type shit right like it's not something that's gotten into your blood so there's nothing currently that exists in medicine because it's never happened before which is one of the terrifying things about it too like how the fuck do you cure this yeah i asked carly too she's a nurse has nothing to do with like understanding fungi per se but because she's a nurse i asked her medical questions and i said couldn't you just like drink some fucking antifungal like eat it or like put it on the wound like immediately or something no so the way that i understand it and again i'm just briefly summarizing this youtube video that i've partially watched basically the way that it would work is by being bitten the spore would get into your blood and it's not necessarily that it gets into your blood that that's a problem it's the fact that it then travels to your brain 
and then it becomes your brain eventually starts turning just into a giant ball of fungus. But is so it because to, it happens so quickly that you can't like use an antifungal? Yeah, because even if you poured it on your blood, there's still spores. Like it's not going to travel in like just pouring something into your blood doesn't make it travel. Like you can't just pour, you know, uh, a liquid into blood. Like the other blood that's already in your arm is going to stop that from going in essentially. Whereas like the fungus, because it's a fungus, it can survive in that type of environment even with the antifungal. Hmm. Because you have to also think then your body's, if you were to drink it, say you drink antifungal, you're going to have to wait for your stomach to digest it, for it to go through your colon, to go through That's your intestines, saying, fucking... to go through your kidneys. Inject that shit. Yeah, in theory. There's uh, in World War Z, uh, if you've never seen it, one of the characters gets bit in the arm mm-hmm. and the, he just cuts her arm off and it yeah. stops her from getting infected. Chow. So, like, I think, you know, that, you know, maybe there's something to it, but also. You'd have to be carrying it on you all the time. You could never travel without it. It would be in very low quantities. You'd have yeah. organizations that are trying to hoard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be There's very a lot hard to live with that for sure. But maybe for, for the record, this beer is very sour, and it doesn't particularly taste like any of the flavors that are mentioned. It just is sour. <laughs> I feel like that one might have been one of those ones where you're supposed to like give it a couple spins on the table, I shake did. it up. It says agitate lightly. I did. They probably need to agitate it a little more aggressively. I don't think it matters, though. Like, I got all the particulates. It's just a fucking weird flavor. I've had some of those, though, where, like, the the flavors all sit to the bottom, essentially. And then, like, the top part of the beer is really sour. And then about halfway through, you're like, oh, that's not bad. Let me stir this up. That didn't really do anything. <laughs> all right, what else you got for this? Let's talk more about mushrooms. Um, it, it's not really mushrooms, but I for know. me... <laughs> If I'm th- so, how many like of those mo- types of movies have you watched or shows that are like zombie world ending, illness is taking everybody out kind of thing? Quite a few, uh, you know, like probably all the really popular ones. Like I've seen World War Z, I've seen some of The Last of Us. Now I've watched uh, uh, The Walking Dead for like the first four or five seasons. Like all that kind of like I've seen quite a few of these like you know zombie concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Dawn, or no, that's not zombies. There's another one in there somewhere, and then there's fucking. Like the parody, Shaun of the Dead, so good. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is great. Zombieland is great. But which which of those do you think you would have the best survival odds in? Um, and where you got to think about this too is like the type of zombies, like yeah. or type of infected, whatever you want to call it. Because like there, a different channel that I was watching also did that, where you basically like broke down every major zombie form, video game, movie, whatever. And he was like, these are the ones that most people would have like the highest chance of survival and the hardest. I think the easiest would be Shaun of the Dead because those yeah. zombies were fucking morons. Yeah, not only are they just dumb, but they're mostly slow. And you, right? you but could like, tame it's because them. it's parody. Yeah, at the end of the movie, you could tame them. Kind of. It was implied, but it was. They sure, were pushing kinda. carts. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably it. But, dude, the rest of them, I think, are all just a, a real fucking challenge. You know, because yeah. you start talking about just, like, the pure availability of weapons, right? And, like, how people are going to hoard them and control them, specifically guns, right? Or, um, and then, like, you don't want to be close enough range to have to fight with, like, a fucking sword or an axe yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, 
and then if you talk about like if they have an enhanced strength or like speed like just how much more difficult that equation gets so yeah. i think i'm gonna have a hard fucking time in any of these circumstances agreed but give me Shaun of the dead if i gotta pick one to survive in if yeah. there's one that i'm instantly dead in it's probably um i'm gonna count this one in there call of duty zombies just because there's so yeah, because they're fucking fast as shit. Yeah, there's so many of them too. And like, and they just never keep ending. Really. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's that's the thing, right? Is like I think Call of Duty might be actually like one of the best places to understand like how it just never stops. Yeah. Like in every other like movie, for the most part, they just have like these long periods of like peace and shit. And like I don't think that that's realistic. Like the the amount of time and like ammunition and people it would take to like establish these barriers and like yeah, I don't know, like. Yeah, you're not. That's why. Them. That's like, why in the fucking movies, there's only like 100 people alive, right? Like, in the, uh, in the United States, at least. That's why like, every, all of them are like 70 percent of the world's population was eliminated in six months, and you're like, yeah, 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 no shit. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. But yeah, I've just been on a zombie slash infection movie kick. So, I gotta see if I took note of the other topic that I wanted to talk about last week and forgot. You and if I didn't, did. I have a new one. I probably didn't, and I fucking told myself like eight times I needed to write it down. Also, since you've talked about your beer, I'm going to talk about oh, mine a little I bit. I did write it down. Go ahead. This is not that bad. For an IPA, this is pretty solid. Although it is like advertised as like a session IPA, which I think are supposed to be lighter. I don't know. Uh, it's not super hoppy, but it's got like... This actually kind of reminds me of the 805s we had hmm. when I was out there. Yeah, 805s are good. I wouldn't really call that an IPA per se. It's just hoppier. But they do have it's a little like, hop to them. Like, a lot of IPAs to me just taste like weed. Yeah. Well, this doesn't. This eh. has, this has like, a weedy flavor to it, but it's still a good beer. I could drink. I would drink this again, which I don't say about a lot of IPAs. I'm very slowly drinking this. I am not into this, to be honest. I think my other one's going to be better. I think that's your sign to just slug and chug. I'm, like, thinking about it, but it's just not doing it for me. Ugh. It's so sour. Okay. My first topic of the week. If you're ready. I'm ready. Sweet. I want to talk about tipping culture. All right. Because I think it is, first of all, I've seen like specifically a lot of articles recently addressing things like um, tip expectations right now. Uh, I've seen a lot of like Canadian uh, articles, I feel like, about this, or, like shit in the news. Like I scroll Reddit a lot, and I don't have social, yeah. social media other than like passive reddit anymore so like i see quite a bit of that that's almost the also worst social media to have but that's a different argument yeah it's a pretty day. toxic place to live uh people are not gonna like that i said that i'm sure but anyway um i saw an article from the new york times to keep it local that said basically the expectations that you should have like by industry right and it was like fucking absurd i need to look it up i'm gonna look it up right now while we're talking about this because the number breakdown was insane and of I, like the percentage that you should be tipping based yeah, on and the they, like they give like dollar yeah, yeah 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 tipping guide that's probably it um when is this from uh why don't they have like fucking dates on this shit god damn you google let me sort by date not relevance <laughs> algorithms nonsense Here's one from April 19th, 2022. It wasn't December. this old. Uh, 
Tools anytime. Shit. Maybe it was that old and I just saw tools it. Tools anytime on. past week. I don't think it's any of this. Okay, to make it doesn't matter. Like the numbers themselves don't matter. But the, the point is, is it was like you get a cup of coffee, right? Like a you go to Starbucks, right, and you get I a cup of it. black coffee. They're like, you need to tip, right? If they turn around, dump black coffee into a cup and hand it back to you, you need to tip. And I think it was like at least a dollar, right? Like that was the assumption in the article. And if you see it, send it to me. If you found the right so one. So I I think this is it. I'm going to uh, share it in the YouTube chat as well for anybody who wants to take a look at it. I, I'm just assuming this is correct. Um, Oops. Didn't mean to do that. But there you go. There's the article. Yeah. So this oh, says like. Um, I'll have to go to YouTube. The previous ethical range was 15 to 20%. Now it's 20 to 25 How much should you tip for coffee? At least 20%. If you only order a coffee, you may tip $1. Yes, yes. uh, How much should I tip for food delivery? Uh, Tip a minimum of $5 or 20%, whichever is greater. Um, How much should you tip for takeout? 10%. Um, What should you tip at the bar? Um, At least a dollar per drink or 20% for a cocktail. Yeah, dude, it's like, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. And like, yes and no. No, okay. I'm glad that you don't agree with me because this will be fun to talk about because I think it's fucking insane. I, but I don't think this article is actually representative of like what people in the service industry feel. Like every bartender I I've talked true. to is like, give me a dollar a drink. That's all. That's what I the article said. You. Yeah, that's fine. So that, that I think is fine. I, uh, when it comes to like coffee shops and stuff like that, I think if you're going to a Starbucks, I don't think you should be tipping there personally. I don't either. If I go to like a niche, small, like my local coffee shop, it's called the Corner Grind out here in Oswego, Illinois. Shout out them. If I go there, I'm tipping a couple bucks because they're hardworking high schoolers who make a damn good cup of coffee. And But I also, when I go there, when I go to a, a place like that, I don't get a cup of black coffee. I get a white chocolate hazelnut latte with almond Do- milk two extra shots of espresso, like something like that, where it's like you I, actually have to put in work. The thing that I think has really like perpetuated this problem though is delivery service, right? Your DoorDashes, Grubhubs, fucking, uh, there's other ones that I'm blanking on. Postmates, of, Uber yes, Eats. All of these I think have made this problem, right? Because now like the minimum, the minimum I could tip the other day, I got, I ordered some DoorDash uh, while Carly was gone. I don't remember exactly like if it was a week or two ago, it doesn't matter, right? The minimum that they wanted me to tip as like, you know, they do like a three tier system mm-hmm. usually, 33% DoorDash, 33%. Sheesh. Are you fucking kidding me? And dude, that's just, that's consistent across, right? And like, it's on top of their bullshit ass service fees that, they, that they're that they charging everybody as well. And so, but it, I say that because I think this is like one of the industries that's made this as bad as it is. And like, you'll see the articles and everything like that. Uh, Wherever you look, there's like videos that are popping up probably on TikTok and everything too. I don't, I don't social media anymore, but it's like food delivery drivers will come to your house and they're like, Hey, you only tip me $3. And like, they'll say that shit into like a nest camera. And if you're like, yeah, I tipped you. They'll just like fucking throw your food in the yard. And there's, there's actually an entire Reddit page. I believe it might be a Facebook group or something like that, but there's a social media page somewhere that exists of like disgruntled drivers. And all they do is like talk about how they do this to people. Or like ate a motherfucker's fries because he only tipped me a dollar, or like, fucking, it, it's like this is this is happening. 
Yeah. Like, and it is people admitting to it in writing on the internet. And it's like because of, of tips. And so I think this is there's two sides of this coin, right? Like I think you need to you need to recognize that part of the problem is employer wages. Like yeah, period. That is part of the problem. But the other part of it is just like the expectation that and I guess these actually go really hand in hand is like the expectation is that I am paying the wage of an employee completely in my single like food order, right? Like yeah. I am paying you $12 an hour to like deliver food to my house basically, right? Like, or whatever it might be. It's like no fucking way, no way yeah. I am paying for the food and I am tipping you out of a courtesy and like, oh my God, dude, I could rant on this one a little bit, but there's like another one that I saw. It was a tweet that got like reposted to Reddit, I think, but, um, somebody, uh, posted on Twitter, I think. And it was like, $5 isn't, a, or it was like, $1 is not a tip. $5 is not a tip. You need to be like greater than $5, essentially, was the point of their tweet. And it's like, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. What is wrong with you? And it's like, I think it is especially true of delivery drivers. And and to be fair, like, I understand the plight. Like, they aren't getting paid as well as they should. Uh, industry is taking all of those service fees for themselves. They're not giving that back to the mm-hmm. drivers. On top of that, they don't like at least at the time from when somebody I know did this, they didn't like prioritize routes. So you'd drive halfway across the fucking town to deliver something and spend just as much as get. Like I get those problems, but tipping culture is out of fucking control, dude. Out of control. I, I do think to an extent, I do try and tip. Uh, Uncle Kyle just said it in the chat here. Um, his tip uh, is based on distance and weather on DoorDash. I definitely yeah, do that. Fair. If if, it's, yeah, if the weather's shit and that's why I'm not going to get food, I will tip you more for that. Like yes. I, Agreed. if you're driving in the snow, if you're driving in pouring rain or freezing rain like we had today, like I'm tipping you more. Um, distance, yes and no. Um, I will tip a little bit more, but I'm still not going crazy. Like I, realistically, if I'm buying something on DoorDash, I'm probably not tipping more than five bucks, honestly. Um, Carly said, is it bad that she only tipped $3 on a $12 order? That's 25%. Yeah. That's 25%. Yeah. 25%. And that was probably the minimum suggestion from DoorDash for her. Like, yeah. that's my point is like, dude, we gone are the days of like 10 to 15% being like the normal. And I think that is like so fair, right? Like as a former service industry worker, if you tip me 10% to 15% on everything, like that's awesome, dude. Like, yeah. I appreciate that. It's the people that like didn't tip me at all that would frustrate me. Not like if you think about it, like when I was a server, I probably did on a good night probably about a thousand dollars worth of sales. If I walked out of a four hour, five hour shift with a hundred bucks, yeah, I'm happy. Right, hundred percent, hundred percent. Just end of story. So like, but also I think I try and tip a little bit more. Uh, at a restaurant, if I go to a restaurant, I sit down, I'm tipping 20%. There's yes. minimum. Unless the service is really bad, then I'll do 15. Yeah, you have And to that s- is like the minimum for me. You have to like be obnoxiously bad. Yeah, same. To be. Yeah. And I have to also, you have to be obnoxiously bad and I'm one of two tables for you. Like sometimes we'll go to Chili's or something and there's like, I can tell there's three servers for the whole restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's like Not at that point- fault. Yeah, I'm not my fault. I'm not tipping, but I'm not knocking my tip down. Like I'm not tipping them. Oh less. yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, agree. like if I'm, I recognize I'm, they're drowning, dude, I'm not gonna like take it out on the employee. Yeah, but also it's not my job to pay their fucking wages. Like I'm not. Yeah, as, exactly. I'm not tipping more because yeah. also they have a lot of tables. If they have hem, like semi decent service, they're making good money. Yep. Um, but like so some of the, some of these as I go through, I'm never tipping an Uber driver. Just flat out. 
If I order a Lyft or Uber, I'm never tipping you. I'm sorry. I do. I do. I'm paying you to drive me. Yes, you are. But Uber takes money from them. A little bit, not much. I don't. I don't know, dude. And this is me completely ignorant of the of the amount. But I remember at one point in time, I thought I looked at this, and there was like a pretty significant number that was taken away. Like the the amount going to directly to the driver was not that much, especially considered gas prices. I could be wrong. You can look that up. Um, Uncle Kyle, I think thirty percent is even a little excessive. Fifty to one hundred percent is definitely excessive, in my opinion. Uh, that's what he said. I think. No kidding. My baseline is twenty percent. The driver. Seventy-five percent. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay, that's pretty fair. Yeah. I'm not but tipping you. Sorry. My baseline's probably twenty. Twenty percent. Right. At like a sit down, I'm actually being served. Right. Yeah. Like if you are catering to my dining experience, you're gonna get twenty percent probably regardless unless you're a huge asshole and then if you're really good i might bump up five right like down five if you're shitty up five if you're great otherwise it's the baseline of 20 percent. i've i've definitely tipped more so like i'm sure when I, I used to go visit jess at work when she was a server i would sit down in the bar area I, the bartenders liked me this was before i worked there too um but they like they would hook it up i'd get a, a couple free beers I get like the employee price on the sandwich. My tip, my order really should have been like 20 bucks, but my check would come and it was like five eighty six. Like they charged me for nothing. If people do that, I will tip the difference. Yeah. I'm basically, how I've I'm, always like, I'm my giving life. you a 20 and just whatever's like, same thing. If like you use a fucking coupon, right? Like, yeah, if I go and a, a waitress gave me $50 worth of food, but I had a coupon and it only cost me 20 bucks. I'm tipping you based on a $50 yes, valuation, yeah. right? Like I am you, valuing your tip at what I should have paid for. Do you go off subtotal or do you go off total when you tip? Total. I, I go off total. Okay. Yeah, so we're, off. we're already doing a, a better than most people there. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, should you tip at the bar? I do try to tip at least a couple bucks per drink, um, especially if I uh, first drink, I always tip five bucks because then you just... If I'm if I'm gonna be no. at the bar for a long time, if I know like if I'm going to a bar and I'm gonna be there all night, I'm tipping five bucks on the first drink because that means every time I walk up to the bar I'm getting my drinks first. Start a tab. If I think I'm gonna be well, there for yeah, a starting... long time, I start a tab, and then I pay twenty percent. Anyways, um, if I'm I, getting a single drink because I think I'm not gonna be there very long, I'll tip a dollar. I go to some cash only bars after some games the dollar. where I don't have that convenience of starting a tab. But if I did, I normally do start a tab. Um, if I tip at a deli counter, like if I go to a, uh, I'm, I'm not, I never tip it. If I go to Chipotle, I'm not tipping. If I go to no, Mod no. Pizza, I'm not tipping. Like fuck no. your job is to make my, but the food. problem is now everywhere you go, it's a question that you have to answer on the pin pad a lot as that, they're watching you. That's just the software though. Like the, so, like the square software. I would be willing to, to bet that the location could remove that. Probably. That they could just but, be like, insert card, payment complete. I have no clue. Because at like a gas station, no they probably run the same software as most other places. I see no tip. No tip. That's what I'm clicking. You gave me the option. Bye. But they make you feel bad about it. Like, I know not it's really. not like direct, but there's like this implied cultural sense of feel badness if you sit there and say, no. <laughs> you know? Like, it's an internal pressure. Uncle Kyle, uh, yeah, there probably is some generational differences, but with tipping, we could talk more about that. Um, and this is what I was talking about. Like examples like this, Jake, what Carly is saying, I think the, the guy's guy, lying to try and get a tip and he might've been, I don't know. Either way. It's like, 
I feel like there is like market manipulation in the way that those, um, yeah. you know, uh, companies handle this type of shit. Yeah. But also I want to make it very clear too. If I go to any local locally owned place or anything like that, I'm probably tipping more than if I go to a chain, which maybe is a bad mentality to have, but like, I feel like I'm supporting my community a little bit more if I do that. So that's what I do. Oh. Dave, now that you're here, uh, feel free to chime in on this. The topic is tip culture because I think you joined a little bit late, but my, one of my first points is I saw a lot of articles from Canada actually about how, um, people are really struggling with how much they're expected to tip in Canada right now. Uh, but anyway, I'm also yeah. never, I'm never tipping for takeout. Oh, fuck no. Dude, that's, that's the point though. Is that like, it's, I feel like there's this implication that you should, but if I go pick up food and it was like, and the, the worst thing is, is if you're going to go to a restaurant and like you tip, right. And the tip goes to like the fucking hostess or like the yeah, person running sharing. takeout or whatever. And not the fucking cooks who actually did all the work. If you're picking, picking up your food. Yeah. Like no. <laughs> yeah. The only time I have an experience uh, and we can probably use this as the end of the, uh, the point here. Yeah. One time I went to a restaurant. I knew it was 15 minutes before close. I felt really bad. I just got off of work. I had no other options. I had an hour drive back home. Then I went to the restaurant. I knew they were closing. I bought the, I could tell there were two chefs working. I bought them each a shot. Yeah. And a tip. that was like the, that I, I, I asked if I could give them cash and they were like, no, they won't come out here. And I was like, okay. cause they were like, fuck that guy. I, yeah. I don't know if they like had it <laughs> probably, but I was like, can you send them? I was like, whatever they like, I don't care whatever shot they want. I don't care if it's top shelf, bottom shelf, whatever they want, take it, give it to them, put it on my tab. Don't care because I needed that chicken sandwich or I was going to pass out on the drive home. So I did what I had to do, but yeah, I do think tipping is a little bit extra right now, but I also, I have no qualms not tipping if it's a service that I don't feel worthy of tipping. And I think, and this is the last thing I'll say to you, but like, I feel like for whatever reason, a lot of people that are our generation have spent time in the service industry. And I don't know if that was true before. And I don't know if it's true now, but I feel like that is true of our generation at mm -hmm. least, which has made us more friendly to tips, which is why it bothers me that like 20% being my standard is like, in my opinion, like a fucking solid standard to get tipped. Yeah. And there's an implication that I should be doing more. And that's what bothers me. And like, I never would have expected it working in the service industry. 20 should be considered like a good tip. It shouldn't be considered the starting point. I think. Agreed. I consider it the starting point for me, but Same. I think in general, yes, agreed. you shouldn't be expecting even, even when I was a server, I didn't expect 20%. No, I didn't either. I would love it if I got it, but I, I was never like, I even like these guys the homies up sometimes and I still got dog shit tips. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. I was lucky my friends didn't do that, but Jake, what's your second beer? Let's move uh, on. I don't know. You pick this one. Uh, second shelf, second beer. Okay. From the top, not the bottom. All right. We have 903 Brewers birthday extra funfetti Sasquatch. Which is a cake flavored and buttercream flavored milk stout. That sounds good. Doesn't really jive with your previous beer, but it sounds good. Not at all. I'm You're tempted welcome. to put it back to grab another IPA just to get it out of my fridge, but you might want to. That's fine. I'm gonna do it. I want to. I I because I want to enjoy this beer a little bit more than I'm going to right now. I tried to uh, buy. <clears throat> I always buy like a six pack of random shit from Total Wine when I go, 
And so I tried to buy them this time in pairs of two. So I have another sour. This one is Ex Novo Brewing Company's Cactus Wins the Lottery, which is a Berliner Weiss sour ale with prickly pear. It's Weiss, Berliner Weiss. Thank you. I am going to drink um, Isolation Ale by Odell Brewing <laughs> Company. You got a um, challenge in the chat, Jake, from your boys. <laughs> we're, so we were talking about this the other day. Um, we were ta- we, so with JWB, we just did like kind of like touch-based meetings with everybody. Um, and we were, and one of the guys noticed that I switched my setup and I was like, yeah, no more bench in the background. Um, and I was talking about how we did that episode with, uh, Jesse and Dave hopped in and then Zara in the mm-hmm. chat was like, I dare you to bench. And then I started benching and you took me out of the camera. Yeah. Um, so I was talking about that. So that's why they, they came through and said that, but I appreciate you, uh, whether that's Wyatt or Skylar, I know it's one of you. So I appreciate y'all hopping in. Um, but yeah, as for this beer, I got gifted this beer like over a year ago <laughs> That's and right. it's still in my fridge. So Sounds like you need to turn it. the cam and bench five rooms. <laughs> um, if, if my bench wasn't set up as a squat rack right now, I probably would, but I'm not going to do that. So here's the beer. Oh, fuck. That's kind of scared the shit out of me. I didn't expect that door to open. <laughs> this beer is courtesy of our boy, Ryan Knoll. Ryan, thank you for the beer. I'm finally drinking it over a year later. I poured it kind of hard. Sorry. Um, okay. Catch up on the chat. Day, yeah, I put a thick head on that bad boy. Carly's making fun of me. Kyle doesn't know how to pour beer. This, that's that's actually true. the proper way to See? pour beer. See? Jake says <laughs> that's the proper way to pour beer. You're rude. Um, anyway, Dave, I agree with you. 15 probably is the norm, and it probably should be the norm. Maybe even 10, 20 is strong. You definitely don't need to go up to 25, 30%. I think it's... Disgusting. I'll tip 25, 30 if I have, like, a phenomenal experience. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to dwell on that any longer, other than Jake needs to do five reps. Okay, Jake, what's your next topic? Five. Okay, um, had to get those reps out of there. Um, so I've recently started to be a little bit more of an adult and actually schedule like doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, stuff like that, stuff that I've been... Recently? Gen- yeah. Okay, pause. How recently have you started scheduling your own appointments? I've all- Let me clarify this. I've always scheduled them, but I've always pushed them off like till the until it was like dangerously too long for me to do things. Okay, so you're just being more timely about getting into the yes, doctor. Yes, I'm being more of an adult about, also I'm just cheap and I never like spending money. Um, so like I don't like to spend the money that I have to to go to the doctor. Yeah, and like I, just I don't blame assume, you on that, but like I just if you were assume, telling me like your mom was still scheduling your appointments, I was gonna lose No, 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 no. Jess might occasionally, um, but uh, so they all, this is a long story to just say, I feel like more of an adult recently. So what are a few things, let, let's go with three just to save some time here. What are three things that you think everybody can do starting today that will make them feel like they're acting a little more mature? <laughs> okay. Scheduling uh, save money. Appointments, number save one. money. Save money. 100%. Yeah, Kyle was shaming me the other night yeah. when we were playing video games about how much money I have saved up, which I feel was a good amount. He's like, not enough. You need more. Keep, you, keep going. The answer more. is always not enough. You need more because, okay. And it took me a very, very, very long time to do that, to realize this and to get myself on. I'm not even on track. Dude. I'm so far fucking behind. If you are, I don't even know, like this is going to be a totally made up statistic here, but let's, let's say you're 20 years old and you don't have like 20 grand in savings. You're behind. Like, I don't know about that. Call it maybe tw- like 24. You're behind. Dude, you're behind. Like, okay. And and the reason I, I phrase this to Jake, and like the biggest problem is, is like if you think about, and like it's one of those your parents are always right moments. 
but I was making money starting at the age of 14 with a real job. Like I was really mm-hmm. working before that, but like really working on a pay stubbed job, uh, starting when I was uh, 14 and I had no bills. Mm-hmm. I bought a car when I was 16 with money I had saved up. So I guess there's like something to be said about that, but I put fucking zero in savings, dude. Like all of it went into a checking account and all of that was expendable to me because I didn't have bills or responsibilities. I was paying it all. And I, I think back on like, and my parents were like, you should take like 10% right and stash it. Right. Like I think somebody probably told me that when I was younger, maybe, maybe that was my grandparents. I never did it. Right. And I think about what that could be now, especially yeah. given like how I've seen the market. And it's like, dude, it's never, you're always late in getting your shit yeah. together. Unless you started like with a, a trust fund or something like that, you're, yeah. you're late. And if you want to retire with any sort of standard of living close to what you were able to execute in like your normal life with a paycheck, you got to start. That's yeah, it. I, like, I don't need, this could be a whole topic. So I don't, my, I don't my dad has been so good at savings that his essentially what his yearly salary quote unquote will be as a retired person will be more than I'm currently making. That's like, the way you do it, man. Yeah, that's that's definitely you have the way to, to do it. So I think right? that's, like you have to. That's definitely up there. Um, number one for me is going to be uh, taking control of your health in whatever way that needs to happen. Yeah. Whether that's as simple as drinking more water and taking a multivitamin to losing weight, gaining weight, working out going to a doctor, going to a dentist, seeing whatever specialist you need to take, getting mental health care, whatever that may be, you know, I, that's, that's what you need to do. You need to take advantage or take the strength of your health, um, and control it. Uh, Skylar has told us that he won't go to the doctor until he's been ill for three weeks, can't walk for a week only to find out his appendix started to burst a few days before he got carried into a stroller and was brought to the hospital. <laughs> I fucking believe that story is completely true. I I totally believe that. And it's not only like an aspect of just like U.S. healthcare, but it's like there's a lot of other factors that go into that. But I feel like in the United States in general, people are, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, but they like feel a sense of deterrence to go to the doctor. I don't, there's a good term in there that I'm just forgetting. But uh, we were getting talking about health anxiety. Sure. Carly got her, um, uh, finally fill up her fish tank that's been sitting empty in our house for quite a while. Um, so she got that prepped up and good to go. And like the girl at, that was helping Carly pick out fish and plants and shit for the fish tank was like, oh yeah, I like think I broke my wrist and I put it in a brace, but like I didn't go to the doctor because I don't do doctors. Like, and that's like the most American shit ever. Like, like yeah. people just don't want to go to the doctor. So like, yeah, taking care of your health is, is big. And like, Uncle Kyle everybody, said it. if I don't see it, it isn't there. Yeah, everybody takes for granted, I think, their health a little bit, too. And there's, like, there's this sense of, like, invincibility until something actually happens, like your fucking appendix bursting, right? Like, uh, Especially when you're, like, our age. When you're in your 20s, you you feel kind of invincible. Your body hasn't, for most of us, unless you're me, hasn't started to break down yet. Like, like a lot of people feel, like, you know, feel that I guess I'm pushing 30, like, rapidly. So maybe it's starting to change. I turned 28 this year. I'm late 20s this year. Turned 30 this year. So you old bat. Uh, I'm old. That's Um, why we call you grandpa. That's right. Uh, your name in my phone is now grandpa Kyle, by the way. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. If you ignore it, you'll go away. Yeah. Dude, there's, yeah. So many things that have to go with health. Um, Carly said, pack your lunch for the next day, prepare your coffee uh pack your dinners and she said all of those things because those are all of the things that i refuse to do um so i'm still not adulting well enough 
<laughs> don't worry jess will plan her lunch for the next day and pack it and then not take it to work so you're not alone there um yeah. um another financial one is just like budgeting yeah like understanding a budget that you have is is a adult thing to do um Re- recognizing else? that just because you can afford something doesn't mean you should Dude, that is like the fact that you're saying that out loud is like you need to take that lesson to heart yourself. Well, My okay, God. But let me cl- <laughs> like I have a budget and the money that I spend is yeah. in my spend freely budget. Like it's in my I don't follow like the what, what, it's like the 50, 30, 20 rule or 60. There's a rule I know you're talking that's about. like yeah, X yeah, amount yeah. of your budget yeah, should yeah, go yeah, to yeah, expenses, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I don't follow that. I definitely save more 30, money 20, 10, than I think is what it is. Something like that. Something, yeah, I don't know. Um, but like anything that I buy is within my budget of free money to spend, and I don't spend money outside of that. I shit you not, man. I'm at a point right now where I'm recognizing that I'm at a significant juncture in my life. Like, I am, I make the joke all the time, like that I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, even though I'm like in a career, and it's because it's so true. Like, I still don't know what the fuck I want to do with my life, and I'm almost 30 years old. But the big thing is, is like, there i am trying to establish now why while i am healthy financially to get as much put aside as i can yeah so that if something happens in the next couple years when i'm at this juncture of figuring out what the fuck i'm gonna do with my life i don't like start off behind or if like i can't contribute as much i was hopefully a little bit farther ahead yeah so right now i'm in like save 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 mode and i'm still like i still have enough to like buy some things that i like or want but i'm putting like a stupid amount towards uh, saving dude fucking a this is a huge problem like student loans are a fucking nightmare i i was fortunate to have very little student loans and now i'm fortunate again that I'm, while i'm getting my master's degree i have enough that i can just afford tuition and i don't have to take a loan so like i am not burdened by that but student loans are fucking disgusting and super predatory so yeah that sucks and that it makes it tough to save for sure yeah um the last one for me is just Take time to do the things that you really appreciate doing. And whether that's, if you love to cook, cook to your fucking hearts out. If you love to garden, build the best goddamn garden that you can. If you love to paint, paint your fuck, like just be who you want to be. Like there's nothing more liberating as a 20, that's the reason like 22 and 23 year olds who just finished college, they're out on their own for their first time. They do the things that they think they should be doing at that age. Just do the shit that you enjoy doing. If you like playing video games with your boys after on a weekend after a long week of work, fucking do it. If you don't have to spend you don't have to like meticulously plan out every minute second of your life and you don't have to do on Saturdays, you don't have to be, you know, if you're trying to get ahead in your career, you don't have to be working those extra hours. You don't have to be networking on LinkedIn. You don't have to be fucking, even if you're like a content creator and you like creating content, don't feel, if you get to a point with content that you feel like content is a chore, then you're not in it for the right reasons anymore. You should be creating when you want to create and how you want to create. If you're creating just to do something like just to get ahead in business, if just to get ahead in your field, just to get ahead in what you think you're doing, say less quitting fantasy football to play video games. Hey, Skylar, you got to do what you got to do. Big dog. I won't judge, but 
just do what you want to do like enjoy your life there's nothing more liberating as an adult than being able to wake up and say i have no fucking plans today what do i want to do i'm going to do whatever i want to do for the next 24 hours we've talked about this before on the podcast but i think one of the biggest like lessons to take away in life especially early is that like your career your job your aspiration for work right is not your fucking life like that is a huge yeah lesson to learn in life. I think some people are workaholics. They're never going to learn that lesson or they don't want to learn that lesson. Like it's work is what makes them happy. Fine. Whatever. Like take those people out. But if you are somebody that is like hard charging and doing everything and working 80 hour weeks instead of 40 hour weeks so that you can try to fucking make it to the top, bro, like work's not your life, man. Like the second you walk away from that job, that job is going to forget about you. You don't mean shit to that job. You don't mean shit to that company. Like do what you gotta do for your, anyway, my last one, this is a good one. This is a good one to end on, I think. If you want to truly feel like an adult, you need to appreciate lawn care. <laughs> that is the only it's way the most dad to answer. really feel like an adult is you need to be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go mow the grass today and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have I... a beer. I'm going to hit the weed whacker. I'm going to put some goddamn grass seed out there and I'm going to check the status of that shit every day. That is how you feel like a real adult. I think there's a larger point that you're kind of trying to make there without (laughs) not. This is satirical, but go ahead. It's just appreciating what you have. If you like, you could have a pretty ugly lawn, but if you take care of it, that's your goddamn lawn, and you appreciate it that much more because you're the one who put in the work to make it happen. I truly meant lawn care, but that's a good way to go with that. Uh, Home Depot theme intensifies, dude. When I moved out here and Jake was with me when it happened, I went to Home Depot a lot. This motherfucker. I went to Home Depot more times visiting Kyle in California for my vacation than I've been to Home Depot in the last calendar year. I've been to Home Depot a lot. This motherfucker bought a goddamn lawnmower and I sat there drinking a beer watching this man mow his lawn. I had to fucking hit the lawn right away. He came from Arizona. He didn't have grass for years. That's not true. Carly's lying a little bit. I have used the grill probably three or four times, but only for brats. I I use my smoker as a grill now more than I use my grill. So, Um, We do need to grill more. It's been cold. Go away. We'll we'll use the grill more. You should get a smoker. I don't want one. I'd never use it. I barely use the grill. I need to use the grill more. The smoker's a better grill. Anyway. Um, Kyle, what's your last topic for this week? I got a I spaced out now and I got to remember what it was. Oh, this is what it was. Ties perfectly into your topic and I was going to bring that up and then I got sidetracked. Here we go. You ready? My yeah. final topic is you own a house. Correct. I own a house. Want a new one. Owning a house is a real adult thing to get you into the adult world, by the way. It makes you Very feel completely so. disconnected from like your rental college self or whatever. Um, what is one thing that you are like absolutely terrified to do home improvement wise? Like... You're trying to fix the house up or whatever, and this there's, there's one thing that you're like, dude, if I have to do this, I'm paying somebody. I, I will can't n- do it. I will never do electrical work. Yeah. Just flat out. I want I have six outlets that either don't work or loose or need to be changed per to legalities in the state of Illinois. And I flat out I know that I could do them. Skyler, thank you for hopping in. I appreciate you hopping in here, buddy. Um I know how to do it. I've seen how to do it. A million times on TikTok, on YouTube, I will not fucking do it. I am too goddamn afraid to do it. 
and I will call somebody. I will pay somebody to do it because I am not going to fucking shock myself. I just won't do it. I flat out will not do it. I will do minor electrical work. I wouldn't like rewire my whole house. I will do minor electrical work and I'll bitch about it, but I'll do it. The one thing that I will not do, period dot, inside of my house. I did some of this outside with my irrigation the other day, but like that's an exception. I won't fuck with plumbing. I like plumbing. I am terrified of just like all of the damage that you can do with water. Yeah. And like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't shut off the water properly or some shit like that. You fucking crank open a pipe and it's spraying uncontrollably. Like your cabinets are ruined. Your walls are ruined. Like plumbing scares the shit out of me. Like plumbing's not that bad. We're going to replace our countertops at this house and I'm going to have to re I'm going to replace our sink when we do it. I'm going to do it all by myself. I did like, I've done like faucets and like unclogged drains, like very simple shit. I'm talking about like major plumbing work. I'm not fucking with it. I'm going to reroute our, um, we have a, a spare, um, basically a spare pipe um, where the previous owners of this house had a bay sink hooked up in our laundry room. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to get rid of that pipe myself. But um, another thing I won't do, I have three probably three doors that need basically a full frame replacement at this point. Hmm. Um, we bought when we bought the house, they needed it and we just haven't done it yet. I won't do that by myself. I will pay somebody to come install three new door frames for me. Make sure they're square. Yeah. Not squaring up just a door, that, but hard. it's like the just between getting the tools that are necessary, measuring everything, cutting everything, getting everything that's the right size. Like I'm just going to call home Depot and be like, Hey, let me get three pre-hung doors. Can you get one of your boys to come put these in? in They'll the connect last, me with the contractor, and I'll be like, all right, cool. In the last two years or so, I have spent more money buying specific tools for, for specific jobs that I may never use again. Like when I tiled yep. that room, I bought a tile saw and like all this other shit that I may never, ever touch again. Hey, but man. like, I've got it now if I ever need it. I bought a bunch of tools to do the irrigation work on the house this last weekend. Shit like that. It's like maybe, a, but like I'm getting specialty tools for specialty yeah. things that I may never use again. But yeah, it helps too that our house, for the most part, the previous owners kept most of it in pretty good shape and had done a couple things prior to selling it to make it a more presentable house, um, which is great. And so we we're the only things that we're really doing to this house just because we don't plan to be here for that long. Like we're probably going to be here for two or three more years, maybe. Um, so we're just doing stuff that's like convenience. It's going to make the house look nicer. It'll increase resale value a little bit without, you know, costing too much for us to do like redoing the countertops. Like we're just doing, we're doing butcher's block. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cheap. Looks good. We're going to do like the press on backsplash. Mm-hmm. Pretty cheap. Just little things like that to class up the joint before we flip this house. Um, and I moved to California. Um, before yeah. I do that, though, you know, just a couple things like that. So for the most part, I can handle most of it. But there's just some things that, like, I just, I'm not, I'm not, like, I put a hole in my ceiling. I'm not, re, I'm not re-drywalling the ceiling. I paid a guy to do that. I'm not, that I'm not fucking with. <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. Uh, yeah, drywall is, drywall itself, I don't feel like is that hard. It's, like, making it look like the seams and everything look clean. Yeah. Is the tough part. Like I could fucking drill drywall. 
it's the roof or, or like it's not the roof the ceiling it's the ceiling of my house like i did not feel comfortable doing it and making it one look good look right the harder thing is if there's texture it up more it's not textured thank god because in textured. arizona and in california every single goddamn surface is yeah. fucking textured yep everything's textured oh trust makes me it I've really done, tough to do cover-ups i've done nothing but look at houses in california for the past two weeks i know everything's textured everything um but. yeah i don't have that much more to talk about i was just kind of curious what your, your thing was to be honest i hate fucking home improvement work i really do and like especially with how much i pay for a house every time i drill a hole in the wall i feel like i'm like drilling a ten thousand dollar hole in the wall yeah. <laughs> like it's just like i hate it i hate doing yeah. things to the house um it's one of those things that's really weird for me because like i know i have the knowledge and skills to do just about everything that i could do or that i want to do to this house but i would just rather pay somebody for it so that i know that it's done right so that i know that when i go to sell the house i don't have to quick fix everything to get it sellable you know the sad thing is on the flip side of that point is that i feel like and this has been more true for me well i guess the entire time I've owned a house, it's Arizona and California. When you pay somebody to do something, I feel like the like the quality is actually like kind of dog shit. Like people will come in and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna make a quick buck," and they'll burn through whatever the job is, and they're like, "You're like, they didn't clean up very well afterwards, or like they didn't like, you know, they installed think- it a little crooked, or you know, like there's things that bother you, and like if you just had done it yourself and taken the time, maybe you could have brought it to the standard that you expected." But I I'm in a hard argue you on that because even you have talked about how when you did the tiling in the sunroom of the house you can never look at that room the same because every time you look at it you think about all the times that you fucked up correct i would rather pay somebody and just look at their fucked up and be like look at this asshole installed this a quarter centimeter off center like you know if it's something like that like versus that's true you're your own biggest critic usually yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna push on that a little bit but i also i'm just like the more I look at stuff, the more I realize that nothing, even the most perfect looking house is not perfect when you actually look at it. Like there's so many yeah. little things that you can find if you look hard enough that nothing's ever going to be perfect, which I think has helped me when like searching for a potential new house. Like there's so many things I would not have even looked at before just because of like dumb <laughs> little things like that where I look at it now and I'm like, that's, that's pro tip. Every house look for water damage. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, Dave, thank you for chiming in with that. Next time you get stuff from In-N-Out, let me know first, and I, we can recommend some ways to order that'll make your food experience better because there's their quote-unquote secret menu type stuff. Um, that being said, that's all we have for you. I didn't rate my first beer. My first beer is a pure 1.0. Not very good. Flavor was kind of bad, and it was really sour. My second beer is a solid 2.75. Nice. We're working our way up there. Uh, first beer is going to get a three, two, five from me. Um, like I said, I would drink it again. This second beer, I, you like ambers, right? I do. Well, they all kind of taste the same, but I like ambers. This is a better amber. It's like okay. amber with like a little bit of like a caramely sweetness to it. Sure. This is a three, seven, five. This one, we vibe. We're vibing. We're vibing. I like this one. That's going to do it for this episode of Two Advertisements. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for joining in, in the chat. Uh, you can follow Jake on his personal at Perry underscore FF. You can follow us uh, at number two ABG Husbands on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow us on YouTube by hitting the like button and the notification button, that type of shit on there. 
We stream live on YouTube, on Twitch, and on Twitter. You can comment on Twitch and on YouTube, and it'll show up in the chat for us. It doesn't work on Twitter still. Uh, you can also hop in the Discord and chat with us there. If you ever notice that our chat isn't working in YouTube or whatever, let us know in the Discord. We will usually be in there to respond to that. Thank you for those, like Uncle Kyle, that helped us out with that last time, and Carly. Um, other than that, uh, please let us know if there's things that you want us to talk about. If you want to hop on the pod ever, especially if you're one of the people that are always here, let us know and we'll get you in somehow uh, to chat about a topic if you want to. Other than that, I think that's all I really have this time. Thank you for joining us. Jake, you can close this up. Kyle covered most of it as always. I want to thank you all. As of today, we have hit 3,000 unique downloads of this podcast on nice. all major streaming platforms. Not the count, the almost 2,000 views that we have accumulated over the years on YouTube. I have to say years now. We're getting up on, we're almost on two years. Two Your years anniversary is coming, coming up coming in like three or four weeks. Ah, shit. Get to figure that out. Here. It is. But yes, Uncle Kyle, I do need to not set it to kids only. I still don't know how I did that. But thank you guys for always tuning in. Thank you guys for all the support that we get, not only on the pods as they come live. When you listen to them, when I actually remember to drop them on streaming platforms, thank you for checking them out there. If you could, check them out on every platform. If you have Google Podcasts, if you have Stitcher, if you have Deezer, if you have spotify itunes whatever it is listen to them on all give us a rating give us a like follow us just helps us out helps us look good helps promote the podcast a little bit more so we can get more of you lovely human beings in these chats when we do these episodes live maybe one day kyle will figure out how to get a schedule uh squared away so we can do this at a consistent Wait until my time master's again. degree is done and then i'll be good to go all right so two years from now That's we'll be consistent but we thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. We will see you all in next week's episode, hopefully. Um, and we, and as always, don't forget to tell somebody that you love them.